Joe Pags Show. To talk to Joe, call 888-941-PAGS. And now, it's Joe Pags. Great to have you. Thanks. I appreciate you stopping by. There's a lot going on. There's a lot to get to. Lots to talk about. In about 30 minutes, not even, about 28 minutes from now, to be Laura Trump. She's the daughter-in-law of President Trump. She's the wife of Eric and uh, also hosts a podcast. Make sure you stick around for that. She's got great insight into what happened yesterday. And if you're watching here on my on my show or anywhere else, when the president walked out, before he came out, you saw Eric and Laura. You also saw Don and Kimberly Guilfoyle. You saw, you saw his family surrounding him. She's got great insight from personal conversations he's had with the former president about exactly what he's going through. And make sure that you don't miss that even for a second. Tomorrow, we're looking to have Kimberly Guilfoyle on, also Cash Patel. I'll have Vivek Ramaswamy on this program tonight as well, who's running for president. We're going to have this yesterday, but then President Trump spoke. So as as the smart thing to do, even if you're Rachel Maddow, the smart thing would have been to take President Trump when he spoke. She did not do that. We did because we know which news and what's not. We've got another big hour coming your way on a Wednesday. Let's go. Uh-huh. That's right. Carrie, how's it going? Sam making it happen. Get her done. Polo's in the house as well. This is Hump to Bump, if you're wondering. And now it's a dance in the loop. Go ahead, Carrie, bring it. No. Hunt that rug. Act like you've got a fun bone in your body. Next Let's go. Hour. Next hour. Act like you care about the people. Come I on. Do. There we go. I think I go to and I go. wake up and thinking about them and I go to bed. Oh, is that what you do? I do. <laughs> Just the American people the entire time, right? Yes. Say what? With that harmony? You got it. Carrie, just for you. Somebody do the fifth. That's the third. No? Okay. I'll just stop then. Still reeling from, you know, I was talking to, to a friend today online, and the question was, why haven't any world leaders said anything yet? Carrie, that's something. Has, mm. Have you heard any reaction that's a good question. from anybody uh, around the world, our friends, our foes, anybody about Trump is now indicted, has, has been arrested? I haven't, no. I mean, you'd find that a little bit odd, wouldn't you? I would. I find that to be a little bit strange. You would think that, well, I mean, maybe Russia and China are going to shove because they're happy about it. They're happy that Biden is in the Oval Office and he's scared of them. And they hated Trump because he didn't take any of their BS. But you would figure that the leader of Germany or Italy or Luxembourg or France or somewhere would Canada. say something about it. What right. Justin Trudeau say. Well, I mean, the problem is they probably wake up in the morning and just care about the American people and, and go to bed at night. Of course. Caring, caring about the people. About the American people. So the idea that none of them are coming to his either defense or none of them are saying, man, this is crazy. We never thought we'd see that. No, nobody's saying anything. But we do have viewers over on our stream. You can go to JoePags.com, click on Watch Now, and you'll see us do the show. We've got viewers on our stream from around the globe. And I've got people from as far as Australia who listen to our podcast and comment every week. A lot of people listen in, in Canada. A lot of people in Mexico. And they're like, why is he speaking that weird language? And I'm like, no, no, no. It's, it's an English language show. But we've got people everywhere who listen to or watch this show. We've seen the analytics. And the regular people want to know what the hell's going on in your country. No world leader wants to say anything, really? That's weird. 
Yeah, I haven't. I'm I'm trying to think. I don't think I've seen any story that has reaction from a, another dignitary or anything. Actually, isn't that weird? So there was a question yesterday by a lawyer in San Antonio who called in. Great call. She said that there's something called tolling. You can toll the time for the statute of limitations. And I immediately started checking. Uh, let me try to, to, to describe it the best I can. A misdemeanor in New York is two years statute of limitations. That means the authorities have two years to charge somebody with that crime. If you wait to longer than two years, you can't charge anymore. It goes away. For a felony, a paperwork felony like this, it's five years. And we're well past two years and we're well past five years from when this crime allegedly happened in 2016. So I said the statute of limitations is up. Well, the lawyer called in and said, well, it could be told. While he's president, they didn't have access to him because they couldn't charge him with the crime. I don't think that has anything to do with it. It was a good point that she brought up. I think it has more to do with whether he was a resident of New York City or of New York. And I think that's a better argument about tolling it, and we'll see. But Trump does keep residency in Palm Beach at Mar-a-Lago and at Trump Tower. He's got residency at both places. The question is, what was he calling his residency for the five years that they had to do something about this case? Now, before he was elected, they had a little bit of time where they could have charged him if they thought something went wrong. And after he's been out of office, he's been out for two years now, they've got some time there as well. But I can see the argument where you might be able to say, well, you really have two more years because for four of the years that we're talking about, he wasn't available to be charged. It's an, inter- it's an interesting question. Again, it's never happened before to where a sitting president or a previous president has been charged with something or has been indicted. So this would have to be decided by the courts, I would assume. But I think there's there's more of a question about residency than there is about the fact that he was the president. Now, an argument could be made that, well, his residency was 1600 Pennsylvania Avenue for four years. Good point, except he never gave up his residency at his, at his private home. So I'm not really sure how that would work. So there could be a residency question, not the fact that he wasn't available to be charged, but where was he a resident? And if he wasn't a resident of New York the entire time, they could make the case that, well, we couldn't charge him because he wasn't here, which is interesting. But it also kind of goes out the window. Uh, Carrie, follow me along here. I'm trying to be as logical as I can be. Mm -hmm. It also kind of goes out the window because he wasn't in New York when they charged him, when they Uh, indicted him. Right. He literally had to leave Florida and go to New York to face the charges in New York. So the argument we couldn't charge him because he wasn't here kind of goes out the window, doesn't it? Uh, It does, yes. Because they just did. (laughs) Yes. So I'm not really sure that argument works either. I've got some phone calls coming in, and again, a lot of people wanted to be heard on this, so we'll take more calls this hour, certainly. I also want to get into the China balloon. The China balloon came from China, went over the Pacific, went over a piece of Alaska, so American soil, then went over Canada, then went down to like Montana and went through the entirety of the United States just to be shot down over over South Carolina, just offshore uh, after leaving South Carolina. The Biden administration has been telling us that there wasn't any data that they could collect. They blocked their ability to collect data. And then while the Trump stuff is going on, quietly the news comes out this week that in fact they did collect a, a bunch of data on our military sites, we now know that to be the case. Corrine Jean-Pierre was asked about that today. Her response is stupid, and we'll get to that in a moment. But um, I don't want to leave you hanging. A lot of people have been holding on for a long time, want to be heard on Trump and what we're facing as a nation. 
And and I also, I'm interested in hearing what people have to say. Maybe the lawyer calls back from yesterday. Sam, I think her name was Sam. I think it was the same name as yours. Um, interesting call because I think that it would be more about residency and less about whether you can charge. But if the residency thing was about not being in New York, then why did they indict this week and charge this week? Very interesting. Let me go to the phone line. It's going to be Steve in Kansas. Steve, what's on your mind? Hi. Joe, I want to say that you're one of the greatest patriots because you speak the truth. Thank you, brother. And you continue to uphold our Constitution. Do the best I can. Thank you. (laughs) Yesterday was one of the most critical and tragic days in our nation's history. We can't wait any longer. Not talking violence. We keep hearing that. What I'm talking about, I would like to see... This is a suggestion. I would encourage all of us who really love our nation, we got to act now. We have to fight fire of lies with the fire of truth. How, how do we do that? What does that look As like? The scripture says, that, what's that? How do we do that? What does that look like? Well, how we do it is we have to start like we would when we're getting ready to go vote. But we have to vote now, not at the ballot box, but we have to mobilize in a very professional and conventional way as our patriots would have done years ago all around the country. And if it takes us to go to the locations, such as the Capitol, such as New York, I know this is a risk, but we got to take the risk. We have to put a stop to the tyranny now. If we wait till January and let them carry through with this, it's going to be too late for our nation. That's just my opinion. I've been in business 43 years, and I pay a lot of taxes, and I love my country. But I just don't think this country is going to last much longer if we don't do something now. We know this is unbelievable tyranny against this man. It's not right. They're letting people come across our border. They're being raped. Our young kids are being transgendered which is they're just taking away our youth. And as the Lord himself said, you offend the little ones, you've offended me, and it's better than a millstone. Be put around your neck, and you be tossed in the deepest sea. You know, we talk about this. We just can't let it keep going. We can't just sit here and say, and I'm going to tell you, I think Comer and Jordan are two of the best people right now that we got to get behind and get our Congress to get this guy yeah. in New York who is taking advantage of the law. And I know I can't talk more, but I just want you to know how much I appreciate you, Joe, Thank you, and what you're doing for our country. And I hope many other patriotic Americans will come up with some ideas to get together and start mobilizing. I'm talking about with our feet. I don't have time to leave my business, but I do now. I've waited. I've not done anything. And gotcha. I'm just as guilty. But we have got to put our feet to the path. Stephen, with you. 70 million of us going to go ahead. No, no, I, I'm with you. I have to run because I've got other people that want to get on. We've got to hit a break here, but very, very well said. Very passionate, and I agree with you. And thank you for the kind words for me. Um, yeah, I want Jim Jordan to subpoena Alvin Bragg, and he can. I want James Comer to subpoena Alvin Bragg, and he can. Alvin Bragg has to explain why he would try a case that the FEC said there's no case, why he would try a case that he himself told the previous DA in Manhattan not to try. Uh, they have the power to do it. I don't want to hear them say it. I want to see it happen. 
And that should happen yesterday. As soon as he said there's an indictment, we know that they're going after a political foe of Joe Biden. We have to do something. And I agree with you. Raise your voice all you can. Gather and, and, and build a peaceful crowd as often as you can. Because we're seeing things like in Wisconsin where the Supreme Court just basically said, yeah, uh, we now have a liberal uh, advantage. They had a conservative majority. Now we have a liberal advantage, and that's going to change everything in Wisconsin. The entirety of Michigan, although it's a very red state, just went all blue. Legislature, governor, um, lieutenant governor, attorney general, everybody. They're all now whacked out liberals, and they're going to do this piecemeal. They just had a, a Marxist that was elected in the city of Chicago. That's nuts. That is nuts if you think about it. So, yeah, we've got to raise our voices. We've got to be heard. And we have to let people know we're not going to roll over and let this happen because slowly but surely, they're boiling the frog. And if you don't know what that means, look it up. 888-941-PAGS, 888-941-7247, JoePags.com. Stay here. This is the Joe Pags Show. Hey, great to have you. Thanks. I appreciate you stopping by. 888-941-PAGS, 888-941-7247. Ten minutes away from Laura Trump on this very program, the daughter-in-law of uh, former President Trump, the wife of Eric. She's a great podcast host as well. You've seen her on television and radio. you listened to her on radio for a long time. Great insight into President Trump's day yesterday. Great insight into what happens next. Great ins- You're not going to leave the numbers. If you didn't see this on Fox last night, the numbers, the amount of money spent last night in New York, or yesterday in New York, over $130,000 NDA settlement will make your face hurt. You're not going to believe the amount of money. We could have done so much for homelessness. We could have done so much with that money. Millions and millions. Of, when you hear the number, it's going to make you mad. Make sure you stick around for Laura Trump coming up in about 10 minutes. Let me, in the meantime, remind you that while all this other stuff is going on and we're being distracted, there's a, a, a panicked run on a major bank that happened, and it led to the second biggest bank failure in U.S. history, and Moody's downgraded the entire U.S. banking system from stable to negative. Just a reminder why many people diversify their portfolios with something tangible, something that doesn't need bailing out, something that can't vanish into thin air. You can see it, you can touch it, it's real. Learn the truth in Swiss America's shocking report, The Secret War on Cash. It's all at war against cash, and it's a war on the Constitution, too. It's against all freedom-loving Americans like you and me. So listen to me. You must read The Secret War on Cash like I just did. Get your free copy by calling or texting 800-289-2646. 2646 or visit swissamerica.com slash pags swissamerica.com slash pags all out war on cash is happening digital forms of currency too it's growing daily so get and read the secret war in cash free because you listen to my program or because you watch be sure to mention pags p-a-g-s when you call or text 800-289-2646 800-289-2646 or swissamerica.com slash pags make that happen right now let me go back to the phone lines. I appreciate you, Mike. What's going on in Maine? Hi. How you doing? Good. Pick up the phone. Doing good. How you doing? Good. Pick up the phone. Hello? I get Mike. Uh, How you doing, Joe? Come on, Mike. Talk to me. I just I just wanted to say something about about the Trump thing is that 
never understood. I mean, nobody really cared in the beginning. So I don't understand why they're bringing this back up again, because it seems like the, you know, the hush money was to keep, say, somebody quiet. But everybody knew what was going on. Right. And they made a decision whether they believed it or didn't believe it back then. So I don't see how that's going to sway an election. It, it, it didn't then, or it did then. You know, Maybe back then people think he was a bad man, so I'm not going to vote for him. It doesn't change now. So if this seems like they're doing it for no reason except for political reasons, and when did, did they stop letting this stuff happen? And the last caller kind of hit on it a little bit about somebody can, you know, kind of stop the guy that's doing this, you know what I'm saying? But yeah. when is it are the Republicans going to start, you know, at least protecting where we're at right now? Well, Mike, they don't have a backbone, and that's the problem. We do have a few that have a backbone, and I want them to come out to the fore. Uh, Marjorie Taylor Greene certainly does. Matt Gates certainly does. I believe Jim Jordan and James Comer do. I want them to keep on fighting the fight. Chip Roy does. I want them to come out and fight the fight. This isn't okay. This is, I believe, illegal to bring this case, but they're doing it anyway. So bring this guy in front of a, of a House panel. It's very simple. And you made a very, very good point. The Stormy Daniels situation is not one that we're just now finding out about. We've known about this through Avenatti. Remember, the, the left media tried to pretend like Avenatti was the next coming, which, of course, he wasn't. He went to jail, went to prison. Um, Stormy Daniels is not somebody of, of very high repute, and Donald Trump probably should not have had any, any sort of contact with her at all. But having said that, there are NDAs that happen all the time. There are settlements that happen all the time. These are not anything. I mean, right now, there's a slush fund for the House and Senate. If somebody complains, they pay him off with a settlement, and nobody's allowed to ask anything about it. That's true. What I just said is true. Look it up. Don't believe me. Look it up. So the idea that this somehow will sway somebody in an election is an idea that's incorrect. This is about stopping him from from being able to run and win by, they hope, convicting him or tying him up in court starting next January to where he doesn't have the ability to go and, and make the best case to the American people why he should be president again. Carlos, about a minute. It's all yours. What's up? Hey, yes, sir. Thank you for taking my call. Just curious. Uh... In his press conference, Bragg mentioned how he didn't have a key piece of evidence that his predecessor didn't have to press charges. Wouldn't that mean he kind of gathered that evidence after the statute of limitations was up in the first place? Well, I would think so. Uh, But again, when asked what that evidence was, Carlos, good call. Uh, When asked what that evidence was, he didn't have an answer or he said, I don't have to. By law, I don't have to tell you. Kevin, 30 seconds. Go. Hey, how's it going? Come on, man. All right, okay, listen, the reason they can charge Trump um, after the statute of limitations is because Andrew Cuomo gave a two-year extensions on file, filing uh, felony charges because of the court file backup during the COVID era. That's why they're still able to charge him. Kevin, thank you. I did not know that. Uh, do me a favor, Kerry, look that up and see if Andrew okay. Cuomo, when he was the governor, put some sort of a two-year extension on filing. But even if he did, that would mean seven years. Seven years ago was 16. 16 is when it happened. It'd be pretty tight. But uh, do me a favor, look that up and see if he extended felony filings okay. by two years because of COVID. I've not heard that before, but that would certainly be a reason that they could use if, in fact, he did that. Of course, he had to leave office because he was an idiot. But, um, but yeah, we'll see if that happened. 888-941-PAGS, 888-941-7247. Go to JoePags.com, click on Watch Now. Laura Trump is up next. You do not want to miss this interview. Let's go. This is the Joe Pag Show.